0: Welcome to the Key Hire Small Business Podcast, your go-to resource for tackling challenges and empowering small business owners to scale successfully. Our mission is to help unlock your business's full potential. My name's Corey Harlock and I'll be your host. How effective or necessary is it to have the right processes built into your business? How do you know if they're working? How long do they work? Do they work in perpetuity? When do you know when you need to update them, upgrade them, throw them out and build new ones? Well, today we're gonna learn all about how to build effective, simple and effective process for your business because every business runs on process whether you realize it or not. Welcome to the Key Hire Small Business Podcast. My name is Corey Harlock, I'll be your host. And today I am super excited Uh, Our guest um, is the owner of Remote COO. They have been in business, she said in February, it will be 18 years. Uh, Sasha Crabtree has built an amazing business. Remote COO, um, they help small to mid-sized businesses with administrative functions, marketing, building process, building procedures, helping them grow, And they have an amazing reputation for doing what they do. Uh, I've known Sasha for a couple of years now. And we are so lucky to have her on here talking about what she does. Uh, This is season two, episode five, I think. Right, Matt? Is that correct? Let me double check. Season two, episode five. And so let's welcome Sasha Crabtree to the show. Hey, how you doing?
1: Hi, Corey.
0: How is the bio? Did I get it?
1: It, you did a fantastic job.
0: <laughs> it's like the shortest the shortest bio you've ever had read in your life.
1: <laughs> but it's great.
0: Yeah, I know, no one wants to hear about us, right? They just wanna hear how they can make their business better. But okay. before I say that, you said you're going on 18 years in business and you have a team of 12. Yes, sir. That is awesome. Uh, congrats, that's, that's no you. small feat.
1: It's been a lot of work, a lot of love, a lot of tears. <laughs>
0: You guys, do you still do, you had the uh, campaign, was it uh, something in the grind? Uh,
1: Yes, be kind in the grind.
0: Yeah, you still, is that you were selling merch and the whole deal?
1: Yes, sir. Very cool.
0: Awesome. So I know a large part of what you guys do at Remote COO is um, work with business owners to help them put process and procedure in place, not only to kind of execute on what they're doing today, but with an eye to the future. Um, So kind of walk us through, we all know what process is, but I guess walk us through kind of in your experience and what you do, the importance of um, getting it right, you know, building that right process. And what, you know, what, what are some of the things people might kind of um, not think about when they're building those processes?
1: Um, Well, I mean, I would first say that don't put too much emphasis on building it right. Like, let's get something in place and get started, because sometimes that hinders people with, oh, my gosh, I have to do this so perfectly. Um, But uh, as business owners, like in the back of our head, we generally know that systems and processes, they create consistency for us. They um, allow us to delegate Um, And that consistency and delegation is a key component of your client and customer satisfaction. And being able to delegate is the easiest way to increase your capacity as a business owner. So two very important um, components can come out of creating some systems and processes in your business.
0: I think what you just said is one of the most effective ways to grow is to be able to delegate. And I don't know if you've shared this experience, but a lot of business owners have a hard time with the delegation. And my theory has always been, it's, it's kind of a trust issue, right? I don't trust people will do it like I do it. And then on the other side, you know, we, process is, is such a buzzy kind of term, but I think it's it's really important. Um, whether you think you have a process in place, you, you have a process, right? Yeah. Whether you've documented, whether you formalized it, That's whether right. you're ad hoc, this is how we do things. There's something there, right? And I think, Uh, what i I think i heard you say was by by kind of formalizing something even from the smallest to the bigger biggest tasks it will almost help um build trust amongst a business owner and the people he's he's expecting to execute is that am i kind of
1: you're absolutely on the right page um part of it's about transparency um part of it part of it is about empowerment of the team if you have a team who you can delegate to um, and, I mean, you know that having the right team, you know, in place is critically important. So who you're delegating to really matters.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And and um, by kind of, well, let me ask you this. It, is there, big or small, is there a cutoff, or is it more important to, to, to finalize or put something in place for the bigger you know, operationally in a business or is it equally important to have, you know, ways and processes to do things for the small things is, is, are they more suitable to certain situations?
1: I would say, think about what is strategic and key to your business first. So I would prioritize. It's not about kind of big or small. It's about what is impacting and creating the best, you know, maybe ROI or the biggest impact in how you serve your clients um, or how the the clients see that customer service experience, you know, starting with just, you know, the sales process, the proposal process, the onboarding, um, all of those pieces are key Mm and how the, uh, you know, client or customer perceives your business. So I would say those are really important ones to start with. But again, it depends on your business and kind of outlining, um all of the pieces um to see either you know where you might need help i mean maybe you've got red flags going on over here and those are the first ones you need to focus on so it really just depends on the business
0: okay so uh, you just touched on something else that's really cool (laughs) because and you said it right off the beginning but you know by by building these consistencies into the business Mm -hmm. it enables a business owner to trust and delegate which for them is 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 life right if I can delegate and have go home and have extra time to have dinner with my family and go to bed and not stress out about something getting done or not being done but then the unintended consequence is that is consistency amongst your uh the way you're delivering your message as a sales team That's consistency right. in the way you're delivering in terms of your product whether it's a service or a product that you're creating we're building consistency that benefits the owner, but also the client and the sales cycle.
1: That That's right. And I, I, I'm talking about kind of sleeping better at night. I mean, think about the risk that your business has if you're the only one who knows how to do something in your business. I mean, you're intentionally creating blockers for growth in your business or just a potential you know, downfall, if you will, if you're the only one who knows how to do something, should something happen in your, in your life. And so you're, you're putting, you know, your business at risk. And a lot of times people don't think about systems and process as, you know, something they need to look at under risk mitigation.
0: Uh, Yeah. I, I see that and I've experienced it and I understand Mm -hmm. that. Right. And some people think that that knowledge is power, but it only kind of becomes powerful when you start sharing it around. Um and so what's uh what limitations do you think uh, can fall on a business if they're not kind of documenting these processes and rolling them out and, and putting them in place you know what are the kind of the pitfalls someone might run into if they are uh just saying no we'll just we'll do this by feel right
1: mhm yeah uh definitely overwhelm for the business owner um and for your team, if you are delegating to them or two or three different people are, are managing a certain you know type of, of process and it's going to be done differently every time and you won't have that consistency and excellent customer right. service that you're probably telling your clients that you have because you're, if you're not communicating kind of what your expectations are for how your team handles something, then they're going to do it how they see fit. And that might not be how you want your company represented.
0: Right. Or how you think it should be. Right. This is the way we've always done it. And it's a little different. So let's kind of dig into maybe something. Let's kind of have some fun with with a specific example, because we're being really, really broad. Right. Um, In your experience, what are what is kind of one of the more important areas to maybe lay something down to build that consistency in?
1: Well, like I kind of talked about earlier, the whole proposal, like sales proposal, yeah. onboarding process, I think is critically important, especially for, um, you know, B2B clients or service-based industries where you're doing kind of consultant work. Um, it's a little bit going to be a little bit different um, for e-commerce or like products, if you will. Yeah. But uh, that that first interaction that your customer has with you or your service is so important. And it can cause you to lose sales if you're not following up when you promised you would and don't have a system in place to do that or to have someone to help hold you accountable in those places. Um, So that's one of the first places you want to take a look at. And you're you're likely already doing that. If you have a business you're selling. So you're talking to prospects, you're talking, you know, uh, to um, potential customers, and you're creating proposals, and you're working on all of those pieces. And so you're doing it. You're just not like labeling it out um, so that you don't have any gaps or holes.
0: Okay, so let's then dig into that. So we're looking kind of at that first impression, sales cycle type stuff. Mm -hmm. What are some of the common mistakes that you've experienced people are making when when they they believe they're putting something in place or they think they have something in place. What are some of the mistakes that people make along the way where they, you know, they could be doing it better or more effectively? Mm
1: -hmm. Probably the, the top two that I see are going to be just documenting it in maybe a word document or writing it down on a piece of paper um, or just they're too overwhelmed to even kind of start the process. Uh, So I I think those are the two that kind of keep people um, inefficient, you know, with it um, and not in a, you know, system to where it's repeatable.
0: So this is a genuine question for you. People (laughs) think, okay, we need building a process. That sounds like a lot of work. And you Mm -hmm. just said, you know, just putting it in a word doc. So when we talk about documenting a process, Does it have to be super? Do we need to get out, you know, get on PowerPoint and get out the the charts and the arrows and, and do all that stuff? Like how how simple can we make this?
1: No, you don't. I say start simple first because people do feel like it's too overwhelming or it's really bigger. I don't have time for that type of thing. I would I would say just start with a simple kind of brainstorming and think like a checklist in mind as opposed to the infamous like SOPs. Everybody's like, I need SOPs. And that maybe it's a whole other
0: podcast. That sounds story, intimidating. But, um, <laughs> right, <laughs> SOPs, that sounds like a lot of work. Right. Right.
1: And I guess what, what I'm saying is just just start with the workflow. Just start with the process. Just start with those five bullet points of what needs to happen in order for you to do X. Um and just let that kind of marinate a little bit turn it into a checklist. So start simple, start simple. Something is going to be better than nothing.
0: Okay. And then, so we, we kind of build out a checklist and then you get feedback and people say, okay, well, this is good, but we forgot something or we need to add. So is this a living breathing document or how does that work?
1: Your processes should always be a living breathing document. There's always room for improvement in them. And that's why, PDFing a 17 page document and sticking it in a file somewhere is not going to do anything for you. It needs to be, um, you know, somewhere where it's it's tangible and usable in a in a platform or in a project or task management system or somewhere where, you are able to one access it that you expect your employees to access it and, and that it's, it's usable on a regular basis. So I can kind of check those things off and make sure they're am doing each part of the process.
0: Could it be as simple as like photocopying it a hundred times and having it at everyone's desk? So as they're going through the like step one, step two, step three.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, it's just kind of that, um, that, checklist piece of things that helps kind of keep that consistency in order. Uh, I read a book. Have you read The Checklist Manifesto?
0: No, I probably should.
1: (laughs) It's an awesome book. Um, And it really focuses on the, you know, if your if your checklist is, you know, way too complex, then nobody's going to use it. Right. Right? Because their mind is just going to skip over like, hey, I do this every day. I don't need this. And so literally they just check the boxes and send it on, even if you have a piece of paper there. But if it's too simple, then you make mistakes. And where the book focuses on is in the the operating room. Right. And so it's not completely medically based, but it's very important to have checklists there.
0: Yeah,
1: so Kind of figuring out that nice balance between it being overly complex and too simple so that it's usable and people will make sure that they're actually doing each part of it. And so that's, that's, that's more of the polishing that you have to do.
0: So that's the super simple version. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife loves it when I say use words like super simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I, I'm sure if you want to get technical and I think my You can agree or or disagree with this, but I think a lot of kind of small businesses that are in growth phase, they're busy and they view kind of maybe creating these as really labor intensive and we don't have time for that. I think that was the second reason you outlined, right? It's a time thing. But just having a brainstorm session or going to your your sales guys and say, look, do me a favor for the next three days. Every time you go through the sales cycle, just kind of bullet out what you're doing and then we can Mm -hmm. cultivate those or whatever, right? Right. but then you can get as complex as building that right into your CRM, right? So they're kind of have to go through the steps that are outlined to to, to contact a person and move them through that, that that funnel, so to speak.
1: That's right. But you but you can't do that piece. I think some people try to jump right into their CRM or jump right into their project and task management system and and write it out perfectly. And what I'm suggesting is that you start with just kind of a brainstorming session, just like you mentioned, have that piece of paper next to your desk. And, you know, as you actually do the task, just kind of write it down and understand, well, I take them here, I I do this piece, I click this button, whatever that kind of looks like it to build out what the sales processes and and how they're supposed to be you know entered and then you have something to work with to actually put into a system. But if you try to just jump right in and start typing it out in there, it gets confusing, it's overwhelming then you're like, oh this part needs to go here versus here and sometimes that's easy in a platform and sometimes it's not.
0: Hey, it's Corey and if you like what you're hearing, give this episode a thumbs up and subscribe or follow to get reminders of new episodes of the Key Hire Small Business Podcast. I, I, You just, my aha right there was, you know, mm-hmm. this bit of, like some people do the ready fire aim. It's like, we need a process. So let's just hire someone to build it out in the CRM before they've actually figured out what, what it looks like and, and how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of, in our head, we think we know how it works, right? How many times have you had an idea in your head and then you start writing it down and you're like, this is a horrible <laughs> idea. It doesn't make any sense at all, you know? And well, so
1: sometimes business owners, they call and they say, they just want to hire people to, to write the process. And well, I'm not in there doing the process. Like you can't just hire me and walk away and say, you know, um, go document this, see how to be a part of that and, and have and understand kind of the expectations and what you want the outcome to look like and how you think that it's usable.
0: Okay. So here I'm, I'm, I'm picking up in, uh, um, valuable information. So you said have the people that do the job start, yeah. be the people to start it. Then the next thing you said was don't get fancy right away. Just keep it simple, pen and paper, Bullet stuff out, lay them lay them over top of each other and see how much of it lines up and if there's any kind of things that are some any sequencing issues. i'm I'm using my own words, not your words. So right, right. and then so you can't hire people to do a process for your business if they don't work in your business.
1: Well, I mean there are companies that do that, but understand that that takes time and they have to get into your business and understand those right. working pieces. Um, I, I don't feel like they can just do it from interviewing a couple of people.
0: Right. Okay. And then, so that was all bullet number one. I think you said, you well, know, they think it's kind of overwhelming and a big deal. And, and what you've said is it doesn't have to be a big deal. Just ask the people that are doing the job to start jotting down some notes. Don't overthink mm-hmm. it. Right. And then the next piece you said was they kind of overlook it because they're too busy and they think we don't have time. It's too cumbersome. And it doesn't it's not it doesn't have to start cumbersome, right? You can chunk it out. You can eat the elephant one bite at a time. Mm
1: -hmm. That's why I think kind of creating those those lists of things that say, you know, what are your priorities? Circle those top three that you feel are priority in your business. Um, Take that first step to break them down. Uh, and then you start breaking down a little bit further on each of those kind of five bullet points. You know, when somebody's looked over the process and wants to see the gaps. Right. only from there can you take that to a system, a tool, a platform that you need to actually make the process dynamic. So now you've got some kind of workflow to build this process out and kind of trial it, right?
0: Yeah, okay. that makes sense because i've I, I mean i'm I don't even run it like, I'm a small shop, but even when I think of doing process, I always think, man, this is, it feels like a lot of work, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't, you can just kind of do it sequentially and do it in the right order and get it right, kind of most as much as right as you can at each step. And that's going to save you a ton of time.
1: Absolutely. And then, I mean, the, the next step after that's kind of just, looking at a little bit more technologically savvy um, types of ways to right. um, either start, uh, you can record using, you know, Zoom or Teams, you actually completing the process um, as you need to do it um, to document, you know, each of those steps and then have someone kind of outline that for you. Um, you There's also a couple of, of systems that will do that for you. There's scribe.com and it will, it will watch you do the process and record you doing it. And then it will write out the steps for you along with screenshots that it thinks is important. Um, and that's, that's been incredibly helpful for our team.
0: Wow. That's, that's super cool. Um, awesome. So I, I don't know about you, but in my experience it's been, you know, and, and, processes we often develop them for where our current revenue and sometimes the way we've developed them or the tools we're using get maxed out they peter out right and Mm -hmm. so then we kind of have to break it and maybe make a new one or change and twist so uh, you alluded to it earlier that these are living breathing documents these Mm -hmm. processes and so i guess long way of asking, you know, once you create it, how married to this, this, these things should you be?
1: Well, I mean, I think you need to give it enough of a trial, right, to see where the, the gaps are. And if that particular thing or blocker that happened is specific to a certain situation, or does it apply to the overall, you know, process um, before you start making changes to it, but you kind of have to work through it and give it a try and make sure that who's ever trying it is taking notes on that.
0: Interesting. And do you think you can outgrow a process that you've created in your business?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, absolutely. Because probably those first times you have a process, it's probably pretty manual. Um, then some technologies are going to come along. You might start automating some things, and so that means your processes need to, you know, update or you divide out jobs or responsibilities. Different. You end up hiring more people on your team, and now this goes over here versus here, and so kind of assigning who does what and having kind of a keeper of those processes for each, you know, uh, you know, division, if you're that large, or, um, maybe it's you as a business owner.
0: It It's funny, right? These, these feel like they're, they're, they can be cumbersome, a bit of a pain in the ass to, to put together. And do we really need them? In my opinion, they're, they're, um, if you want to grow and scale, you need to have them. You've outlined really clearly that like, this is the benefit there is to the business owner, to the business itself, to the clients, to the delivery. Um, and we need to kind of take them more they, we need to consider them and, and take it more seriously about getting these things done. And it doesn't have to be as big a deal as we think it is.
1: That is, it's very true. It's, it's very true. It doesn't have to be the, you know, arduous kind of SOP type of, type of thing, you know, just, just a simple checklist is a good place to start. Um, and you can build, you know, on those things and, and, and AI, man, power of AI, it is out there helping you create processes as well. Um, and it's built into so many different platforms now. So (laughs) <laughs> ask ask chat gpt how you yeah, supposed to wild. do x y and z and it will tell you
0: <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild right so and, and we've kind of touched on it and we might it might be a little redundant but i think it's mm-hmm. it's worth repeating you know we've talked about what they are and the importance of, of building process in your business we've talked mm-hmm. about kind of the mistakes people make around building them and then uh, you know other than calling remote coo and saying hey sasha i need help mm-hmm. You know, if if I were a business owner here thinking right now thinking, you know what? I, I kind of have that mindset. I've been putting this off thinking I'm too busy or what we have is good enough, but maybe my delivery is being hurt. Maybe yeah. I, I could be getting more hours of sleep or uh, of sleep or having more dinners with my family if I were to implement these things and could trust people to deliver because it was standardized a little more. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend for them kind of the first one or two steps that they could take to start getting it right?
1: Uh, So I would say start with that kind of brainstorming session on the actions and responsibilities that you have on a regular basis. Maybe it's your challenges or or, you know, even your pain points, because those can show where the inconsistencies are as well. Um, so, start with just kind of that brainstorming, like you had mentioned earlier. Keep that piece of paper on your desk, and as something comes to mind, or you find yourself doing something repetitive, um, to write it down.
0: And when you talk about brainstorming, who's in that room?
1: Um, that depends, right? That depends on the size of your business. Uh, but every person in every position can take this approach. Um, to think through what are they doing on a regular basis that does need to be documented, um, so that it can be you know delegated to or if that employee leaves, like you want to think through all of those um, you know pieces. So it doesn't have to be some big session with your entire team until you've kind of got a little bit down the line where you're pulling all the pieces together and can kind of see the totality of it and which divisions or which people or jobs are affected by that particular process, then bring it together and let's
0: polish it. Okay. So again, that, I think that's important because what I think I, what I think I heard you thought you said was, <laughs> um, you know, start kind of with it. So if we look at the sales function, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to the, a few salespeople and say, Hey, what do you think you do? Then maybe talk to the sales coordinator and say, what do you think you do? And then maybe talk to the technical salespeople and say, what do you think you do? Okay, I need you all to document, then bring that information in. And then maybe bring them all in together and say, okay, let's really flow this out and who's involved where and do all that. Is is that what you were alluding to?
1: That's absolutely what I'm saying.
0: Okay, good. I got it right. (laughs) I was worried. Um, So that, I I mean, that's awesome. That that information is fantastic. Uh, Thank you. I I I do believe a lot of people put it off for the exact reasons you said. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm too busy and it's too much work and we're doing okay right now. We don't really need that, right? We're blowing and going, but eventually Mm -hmm. you kind of hit that wall and you you need something to standardize or to make things easier. And I always say when your only input is time, you're in a bit of trouble. When all you can do is work longer and work harder to grow Mm -hmm. your business, you, you're probably at a, a real important point in in your business and you need to start making decisions.
1: Yeah, We're, we're all okay until the day we're not.
0: Correct. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> and then that's too late. <laughs> exactly. Right. Because when you finally realize it, you know, your clients may have realized that three months ago, six months ago, or, you know, your warehouse might be empty, right? Your the guy who's or the person who's doing the ordering may have realized that a while ago too so it it does get really important so thank you sasha i know you guys do such great work uh at remote Co. and um everyone i know who's ever worked with you guys has nothing but great things to say and and i know you guys are expert at what you do and i know the people you bring on board are really really good at what they do it's all about my team yeah they're the
1: buttons out there with our clients so
0: Yeah, and I I appreciate you taking the time to give us the insight. I I believe it's useful. Um, I mean, people are probably thinking, well, it's a process. Of course I know. But once you start breaking it down and understanding, it's important. And I know business, you and I work with small business owners. They're busy. They're doing the best they can. They have an incredible amount of responsibility in terms of making sure people can put food on their table and making sure the business is going in the right direction in any way we can help them do better for their people because then their people can do better and then their the families of those people do better and then the community does better and it's a trickle down, right? And just by hopefully someone out there has gone, you know what, I, I'm that person who's been making excuses and Sasha's kind of giving me some real simple things just to kind of move this in the right direction. I think that is valuable and, and hopefully it resonates with someone out there. So um just we got,
1: started. that's what's it. At? I said just get started.
0: Yeah, take the take the first step, right? What's that that old proverb? Uh, mm-hmm. The 1000-mile journey is first of got to gotta take the first step. Um so Sasha, uh now I asked you to give advice without contacting you, but if anyone does want to contact you, how how can they reach you?
1: At remotecoo.com.
0: And you can schedule a consultation to talk to you guys. I'm it's you guys are a help first organization, right? There's no weirdness Absolutely. there.
1: No, no strings there. Love okay. talking to small business owners. So
0: awesome. And how else can we, can we get in touch with you?
1: Um, they can find myself on, or remote COO on LinkedIn. That's where we're at the, the most.
0: Very cool. Yep. And there you go. Look at Matt is on it. Got uh, thank you. <laughs> I
1: appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so any, any last words?
1: Last words, um, I would say to business owners, um, you your time is worth you investing and in putting together systems. It allows you to focus on what you um, started the business for, where your passion is at, and if you want to do more work that is in that wheelhouse for you, that's in that passion piece of why you started your company then start laying out some of the processes and systems um, so that you can get help and support, um, consistency and transparency in your business, and you can stay doing the parts that you love.
0: Man, that was incredibly well said. And if if you want to get some expert advice and get a push in the right direction, call a remote COO, ask for Sasha, she'll help you out. Hey, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate that. It was awesome. Great, great information. Like I said, I think it's super useful and helpful for business owners out there just to hear that. Like you're not alone out there. Other people are struggling with this too.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. We appreciate your support. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you could take a moment to leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe or follow to stay up to date with all the latest episodes as they're released. Discover how Key Hire supports small business owners with talent planning and acquisition by exploring our YouTube channel or LinkedIn page. For comprehensive information, visit our website at www.keyhire.solution, where you can also sign up for a complimentary consultation to discuss any talent, experience, or capacity problems that keep you awake at night. Until next time, stop grinding and start growing.